Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Flats and Shanks podcast. Dave's having a little bit of a giggle because we've just gone through about 15 minutes of sponsors' reads. 30 minutes. Oh, it's been an absolute nightmare. We've had issues with connection, um, mispronunciation of names, words, the lot. You name it, we've done it. I think you might have mispronounced, mispronounced. Oh, I, <laughs> I think you might have mispronounced, mispronunciation. I don't there. even care, mate. Oh, I, mate, I don't know I either. Honestly, don't care. I don't even know what I'm speaking right now. Oh, fella. <laughs> it should, oh. What we've just experienced should not be anywhere near as hard. Oh, I just um, can't get my lips to move as fast as I want to speak. Um, 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 um. I sometimes wonder if we should go on like. Um, like a beatboxing course or something. I don't know. Oh, I, mean, I just... I need to read that more. One, that one good. I need to read more because one day I will be asked to do CBB's bedtime stories and I can't let myself down. Gav Henson did that, didn't he? Did he really? I'll tell you who did it. Danny Dyer. <laughs> right. Mr. Wolf. He's a amazing. Geezer. Horrible geezer. No, no, big bad Mr. Wolf. <laughs> if you search online, you can... Go on to, to Google or YouTube and try and search for the time that he was on 8 out of 10 cats and he claimed that he'd seen a ghost. <laughs> okay, I'll have a look. It's just brilliant. I love him. I love him. I knew, who was it? I knew an agent once that represented him for a while and maybe still does. Uh, anyway, she said he's absolute legend. Absolutely loved him. I watched Lovely The Business bloke. again recently. So good. Is it Tamar Hassan as well? Yeah. Yep. that, yeah. Yeah. I met him at Twickenham once. I'm sure both um, both Tamar Hassan and Danny Dyer's daughters have been on Love Island, actually. Have they? I think so. They're very, he was a very nice bloke when I met him. I'll say that to you, Tommy. Um, oh, God, we're all right now, mate. Half an hour that <sighs> took us. That should not have taken us 10 English minutes, but it did. It's, it's pathetic. I mean, what's wrong with us? What is wrong with us, fella? I, I suggested that we start meeting up again to make these pods, but you've outgrown them, haven't you? Oh, I yeah, said no. Time. I said no. 
maybe we should soon as like a special and we could have a cortado and a cheese and ham toasty from Costa. Just oh, try and get like a couple of thousand calories down us. I'll arrive on my motorbike. Do you know what? Could, you can have a laugh. Do you know what? It's probably worse than what we've just done. What? It's my wife and three kids driving up at 7 a.m. this morning up to Alton Towers to get there and no rides are open. What? Hmm. It's like what? It's that something is horrendous. It's something to do with pirate takeover, and they just got little kids rides and a pirate show, and all the main rides are closed. Right. It. Someone hasn't researched it. You or your wife haven't been on. You, you haven't checked. Understandable, but who's to blame? Is I want. I need to know who's to blame. The information. I didn't book it, but I had a look online, and the information about the rides being closed, I think, is just small print somewhere. It is false advertising oh, no. at its best. So if anyone listening to this pod can help me out, get a refund. Otherwise, I'm going to have to get the ferret on them. Um, who's the ferret? Some, I can't remember. It's, the, it's, a, it's a Welsh bloke who goes around and gets money back from people who have been missold. <laughs> Sounds like a nice fella. Or Dom Littlewood. <laughs> Matt Cairns, you mean? <laughs> Kenzie. Uh Dom Littlewood. Yeah. Um get watchdog I'd on a, you. I had a photo once, I don't know where I was, a photo, and it, it was me, it was like me, Jim Hamilton, Doddy Weir, the late great Doddy Weir. Uh it was a few years ago, so he had been diagnosed, but he was standing, you know, and he was like what was he, six seven, six eight or something. And mm. there were loads of lads there, and like the, the shortest lad was six seven. And everyone else was six, you know, nine or whatever it was. And there's me and someone just wrote Dom Littlewood. <laughs> Did he know what the comments was Dom Littlewood doing there? <laughs> he smells a rat. He's checking something out. <laughs> That's great, that. Oh. Do, you want a, do you want a joke? Cheer us up. Yep. Okay. There's a girl in school and she's going to the prom. And she's got three dates to decide who she's going to the prom with. So, first one knocks on the door, and her dad answers. And the boy goes, Hi, my name is Lance. I want to take her to the dance. Any chance? And her dad says, Yeah, I like that. That's, that's not bad. So, they go on a date. And she comes back. And dad says, How was it? And she said, Oh, it was really good. You know, we went to the cinema, had a bit of food. It's nice. I'm not quite sure, though. I'm going to wait till date two and see how that goes. So, the next day, knock on the door. The dad opens it. He says, hi, my name's Flo. I want to take out Joe. Is she ready to go? The dad goes, yeah, oh, that, that's good. I, I like it. I like him. So they go on a date and she comes back and it's oh, it's really nice. She said they went for a little walk um, around the beach, um, had a little bite to eat, a coffee. And she says, well, I'll go on a third one and then I'm going to make up my mind. So the next day, bang on the door, door opens. And the bloke says, my name's Tucker. And that says, fuck off. Reese Blumberg told me that one. He's the joke master general. All right. I know we got off on a bad foot today because we had reads that we couldn't quite get right because we kept stuttering and losing service and you're blaming bath wi-fi i'm blaming cardiff wi-fi got 5g mate but we're all right now 
Yeah. I've got this little Wi-Fi box flat. So mm. it's a portable one. Yeah. Which means you've got probably four or five hours on it. It's EE. I get 5G. So when I'm out and about, um, I can log my computer into it, connect to the Wi-Fi, 5G, 100 meg, upload, 30, 40, download, or is it the other way around? I don't know. Basically, it's fast. Whatever. And I can do podcast shows on the move. I don't know you can hotspot your phone, but this is faster because this is 5G. And at the moment, I'm on O2 and I only got 4G. And the 4G isn't too good around the place. So this is my backup. And when the kids are downloading stuff on the internet, playing games, watching TikTok, I can just go and do a podcast or something online with peace of mind that it's going to be fast. Riddle me this, Tommy. If your laptop never left, like, when I close my laptop in a minute and we finish this podcast, it will still be here gathering dust. Well, the kids might nick it. Um, when I actually I say that, I did open it just now to do this pod and the battery was dead and the last of the screen was the family sharing um, app or whatever it was. And she was obviously trying to enter passwords to break the screen time limit increase the screen time limit I've put on their devices. They were trying to cheat the system. So I've caught them and screenshotted that. Um, but otherwise my laptop does not get used at all, except for this podcast at all by me. So, and I'm out and about with my phone all the time. Do I need this little dongle thing in my life or not really? If you want to have clear audio, which is an issue, then yeah. And you can get a pay-as-you-go sim to go in there. You need to find if 5G works in Bath. Yeah, mate, it, might, it can't do. Nothing works in Bath. Mm. It's pretty, though. It's a pretty city, but nothing works. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good, so. Yeah, all right. Um, I'll, I'll, look, I'll, I'll look into it, but I, I'll tell you where I'm at. That's what you're ordering and getting delivered. Today, I've had delivered um, a... Uh, scraper for weeds in a patio. Patio weeds. Because I've got weeds on some little steps outside my house. Sprayed them with Roundup last week. And today they're getting the full treatment. Mm. All right, they're getting scraped to high hell about 25 minutes from now. That's where I'm at. Have you okay. got a pair of gloves you're going to put on to do it? No, I, I want to rough my hands up a little bit because I think my hands are a bit too smooth. They make me seem like a soft touch and I want to be a sort of a rugged hard man really and my, my hands don't my hands are too well moisturized, so I'm toughening them up. You want to have hands like a crocodile's feet, don't you? Yeah. Like when I'm when I was in the gym this morning, I had a choice between two different bars for the, the old the seated, the old lap pull down. Mm. Do I want the black spongy modern bar or the old school worn out metal one with the horrible grips that tear your fingers? Dead I said, take the plastic it. one off. Yeah. I said, put the metal one on and chew these hands up. Are you still not That's speaking what I did. to anyone in the gym? I've joined a new gym. Yeah, I know, but you, that, that's why, because you didn't want to speak to people there. But, you know. Do you know what I tend to do? I tend to say hello on the way out to the people that work there are really nice, but mid-workout, not really. No. You're there to do a J-O-B, aren't you? That's why. I'm there. I just, I need to get some weight back on because I'm worried about how cold I was this winter and I'm worried about next winter. 
Let me just stack it on. Preparing for sort of eight months' time. I get you. I'm I'm like a bear. I'm fattening up so I can slow right down in winter. Um, but I'm all right, fella. I'm all right. I'm training all right at the moment. Um, they've got no scales in there. It's probably one of these modern gyms that doesn't focus on weight, which is a good thing. But I was quite interested to actually, I've got some of these scales upstairs that I haven't taken out of the box yet, but they do your body fat as well. Next time you go on holiday, you can use them, can't you, to see how heavy your case is. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, well, whenever we have your stag do, we still have one. Um, oh God. Speak to Pauly, mate. Speak to Pauly. Um You have chickened out, mate. No, I'm up I'm up for it, fella. No, um, but right. I can't I'm not you can't organise your own stag. It's a, it's tragic, mate. You're just losing respect amongst your mates, basically. How much did I have though? What mates? You got me and Pauly. No, how many how much respect did I have? Um we held you quite high up there. Um Mm. Yeah, it's, it is a shame when lads slip, isn't it? If we needed any word spelling, we'd call you. Yeah. If you needed to, to know how to pronounce pronunciation. Yeah. If I was, if I wanted to know, was it effect or affect or? Yeah. I'd come straight to you. Yeah. So, well, affect is a for action to mm. affect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but now, yeah, you don't. I don't get many of those questions from the lads anymore. I don't get a lot of contact at all, really. But served your purpose. Yeah, that's fine. I've been, yeah, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Um, look, the weather's improving a little bit, Tommy. So some lovely days recently, not as cold um, in in my house, not as cold, but it has to be said, um, I am under a blanket um, in brackets, having had my windows done in August. I'm under a blanket now. We've got to end Still. the window chat. No, no, I didn't, I didn't want to start the window chat, but you mentioned... Um, Nothing linked, nothing linked to it at all. The gym, <laughs> so I got to it. No, it, no, it's got to end. It's got to end. It's, um, I'm, I'm finding myself, I'm finding people don't want to come around to my house anymore in case I get started on it. So, you say that, now. Do, you say that now, but come summertime, it's going to be a haven, yeah. Well, if there is any heat outside, it will all come in because, um, our uh, the glass is like tissue paper, it's thinner than tissue paper. No, and most an of the panes have got cracks in. It's an old yeah. building, so yeah, it's going to be cold. It's going to be nice. It's like my offices in Janeiro and Barry. It's an old ambulance yeah. building. And it's cold in the winter, but come the summertime, oh. Also cold. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a good book at the moment, Tommy. Tell me. I'm reading Opal Country at the moment. Um. It's about a murder in an opal mine in um, outback Queensland, Australia. Okay. It's good. It's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to going to bed at night so I can watch it, uh, listen to it, uh, read it. I'm reading it. Um, and uh, I've also been what I'm, I'm bang into The Last of Us on Sky. Tell me quickly. I'm bang into it. Is that where opal fruits were originated from? Yes. Funny you should ask. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the car brand yep. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right. Forget that. The, the worst of us. The last of us. The last of us. I know series three is silly favourite episode by a country mile. But <coughs> what did you make of episode five? Have you watched it? Yes. 
I've episode six out now, isn't it? Or is it? Yeah, six. Oh, yeah, I'm straight into it. I get the early recording at 2 a.m. So it's like, oh, it's Monday morning, right? Action. Like I see, I see like really proactive people like Tom May. Um, he's just like, right, every Monday, or quite often on Monday, he's like, right, Monday, deep breath, let's attack the week. I'm like, mate, you attack the week. I'm watching The Last of Us with some toast. And it's like, you're gonna go to the gym today. I will do, but I'm in no rush because I've got an episode of The Last of Us and I've got another episode of the Mayor of Kingstown. So I am not going to the gym until at least half past 11. But today. Monday's like your weekend, isn't it? Because you My Sunday, yeah. So, yeah. and obviously Tom May is going on walks with his walking gang as well. So he's quite busy. But what did you make of the latest episode then? Um, let me think about it. I only watched it yesterday. Um... Yes, really enjoyed it. Um, when they find, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but when they when they sort of find a new group, uh, when they were when they were walking along the river, Tommy, I was thinking the whole way along something very bad is about to happen yes. and death is about to approach them. And it, when it didn't, I was a little bit disappointed. Yes, I wanted a horror show. It was good. I enjoyed it, but. There was enough action in it again for me. Yeah. Sorry. I felt a little bit like that this week. Yeah. Hmm. Um, she is an amazing actor, that girl, Crikey. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's brutal. Yeah. Um, Very like brilliant. her. So, and he's obviously amazing, Pena. Don't his real name, Narcos. But um, he, yeah, I really, really like it. Really like it. Mayor of Kingstown is good as well. I'm enjoying that. Um, it's not probably the same level, but it's watchable and it's gritty. Um, I now and again get asked fit questions at home like it's 10 o'clock on a Monday morning why are you watching the leader of a Mexican gang being set on fire in prison um, with some toast and I say look it's my business the darkness inside my soul is my business we all have little dark corners little dark recesses mine are just bigger than some other people's but I ain't hurting no one Tommy I ain't hurting no one fella have no you wouldn't really want to watch it full swing on netflix um i'm not a golf person but i do like all of these behind the scenes documentaries i think they're really i really i just because it's the sort of reality tv that i could get into um and it's not reality tv i know it's not but fly on the wall i do like fly on the wall yeah they they follow a lot of golfers around and there's different golfers every week and some Mm. episodes are better than others it's it's quite good seeing Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, good mates, and the competition they have against each other on the tour. And it follows some unknown golfers as well and their relationships they have with their caddies and you know the struggles they have of trying to break in either to the top 10 or the top 50 or the top 100 in the world. So it is good. I really enjoy it, but I love golf though. So it's a good insight into... A glimpse really of, of what they're like it probably won't be the real story because you never really get that unless you're watching Sunderland till I die <laughs> you're watching oh that was good when you don't watch yeah it's that was good boy the elite the elite you know so the the Arsenal documentaries the man yeah they're not going to give away too much as, no as the golfers are but you know if you if you if you meet some of the the lesser known players the guys that not are struggling but 
aren't necessarily in the top 50 in the world, then you're probably going to get, I don't know, a more honest approach to it, maybe. But it, I really enjoyed it. It's good. So I remember reading a thing about the Man City one. Yeah. And whoever it was that made it or someone did an interview, and they said, well, it actually, one of the things we were, co the compliment we get all the time is how much access we got to Pep Guardiola. And they're like, actually, we really didn't get that much. But people wanted it so much and liked it so much that everyone seemed to feel like we had unlimited access to him and we really didn't. And it's a bit like, it's not the same as, but a, a series of books I really like, the, the Slough House series by Mick Heron, which I've talked about before on this pod. Um, he did this interview, I listened to this podcast he was on, the, the, the writer, and he was saying that by far the most questions he gets are about the main character, Jackson Lamb. And it's like, he literally gets mentioned 14 times in the first book in what, three or 400 pages. That's it. Mm. But when it has that much of an impact, but it's like, you don't need that much of the big dogs as long as you get some of it really, don't you? Mm. Yeah. They're doing a rugby one. I heard, I heard they got, um, they're not getting much money for it though. No, I thought that I, don't quote me on this, but I believe it's around the £120,000 per union mark. Well, do you know what, Tommy? Let me tell you something. I don't know if I ever told you this, but last season, a friend and I got back in contact after a few years, and she is a, she works for a, she works for a production company and a big one. And we had a series of chats around a behind the scenes um, series at a premiership rugby club. And there was an obvious reason for her having called me. And, you know, it was obvious, pretty obvious what club you do it at if you're calling me, but <clears throat> with a, with a view to maybe doing other clubs in the future, but really going all in full budget, full production, no mucking about full crew, uh, full immersion job and got to the point where I was like, this is great sort of prepared quite a lot, met the club and the club were interestingly were like, let's absolutely do it. We're in. And in the end, it basically got to the point where it was a bit too late to sell it in time to start pre-season. It was like, actually, this is more complicated to sell. It just took longer, basically, we thought. And by that point, missed the start of the season. And it is a real shame um, because it would have been brilliant. I think it would have been really, really interesting. But to your point, it's not like um, it's a bit like anytime you're on TV, everyone thinks you're a zillionaire. Like, and as you know, it just isn't the case. And um, the numbers that were being talked about, it wasn't like the club were going to get a big check. Like it was a fraction of the number you just mentioned. And it was like, we could probably do that. But actually what comes is, you know, ideally hundreds of thousands or millions of eyeballs on you that weren't on you before. And if you're basically great, likable people with intriguing stories, you are gaining fans, you are growing, your brand is growing. So that's what you get. I, you know, there might be some cash at the back end if some other network buys it or whatever, or it goes global or something. But it wasn't like, yeah, the club are going to get a million pounds. So they're keen. It was like, no, the club are going to get a round of drinks, mate. And but you get all this profile and you get to be the first club that does it properly for a full season. And yep. and, and it was straight away, ones, like often the first ones are the best because yeah. they're, they're the most natural. I mate, the plans were just, the plans are going to be so good. And I actually suggested it at Bath when I was working there 
after I retired and it was very, very quick. Nope, absolutely no way because behind the scenes was absolutely unthinkable at that point. And, it, you know, I mean, I'm thinking, well, yeah. why? I mean, wh- why? <laughs> what have you got? Not what have you got to hide, but what date? Well, I'm very happy for a camera to sit in my office all day. There's, to be honest, there's mainly teas and coffees going on. But um, some people didn't want it, which is fine. But it's like, ah, oh, this you, is the second time the opportunity has been missed. I'll tell you where what's been good for Netflix, I, th- I think, this year is that there's been so much going on. It's, per- it's a great year for them to film it because there's a new England coach. Um, yeah. You know, so new players are coming in, new philosophy. Same with Wales. But also the massive saga going on at the moment in Welsh rugby and the strike that the players are threatening. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's Tuesday today. We'll know by tomorrow whether the game's going ahead against England. I hope it does. I support the players in in what they're trying to do, and strike is the strike is down to last resort. I don't think it's right to do it at home versus England because of their beef is with the WIU, not with people like me who've got a hospitality business, the restaurant trade the hotel chain, the shops trade, all in Cardiff. This is this is why the stadium was built in the middle of Cardiff for games like this. And it's not just affecting the union, it's affecting everyday people and and their work and their livelihoods. And that's the only issue I've got. Okay, because if the game's called off, I've got to pay four hundred and seventy people back all their money. That I've oh, so you're just worried about yourself. No, but I'm I am, yeah. <laughs> But it's also everyone else. Will be but it's themselves. 
So yeah, but it's like the they're, gone. they're not they're not not the NHS. They're not public service. The police, um, the fire brigade. You know, they're they're striking against the union. Don't strike against the Welsh economy. And as selfish as it sounds, do it for an away game. Strike for Italy away. Then you butcher their economy for the day. Yeah, so be it, mate. So be it. Um, you are not too bothered about them. I'm bothered about my business and my income and me being able to pay the bills. Okay, so that's my thought. On hey, that. hey, good honesty, fella. Good honesty. I, I told you I'd be frank one day. Big, I'll be Peggy. The big gats is confident it's going to go ahead anyway. I, yeah, I mean, I think if everyone's that unhappy. I mean, I, I was, I don't know if I mentioned this, Tom, but um, I was part of the England rugby strike a few years ago yep. in the early noughties. I was right leading from the front at about 21 years old, shitting myself at the back, doing whatever Jono told me to do. Um, but that was pretty punchy. That all got pretty punchy in there when we struck. Um, but the, the whole point of a strike is that they're not a public service. No. Well, no, they're not. Um, is strikes are meant to be inconvenient they are meant to inconvenience enough people that it makes a difference and has an impact because if they just strike tuesday night till wednesday lunchtime next week is like there is that doesn't give them any leverage oh, at all that. i've said strike no i know you're not i know you're not but the point is the reason they're considering striking this weekend is literally for the reason you said it has to has to no, be as terrifying for, as possible they're striking for the 10 million pound that it's going to cost the union not everything else in the welsh economy no, but it puts pressure on the union to know that if the union don't bend, then Does they that, are complicit in damn it, in, in taking all this. Does the union? Care well, you find out, won't you? Yeah, I, well, you find out. Government, I think, will have to step in because we have got. I understand your point. You want maximum impact when you strike in, but strike. You, you, you want to be hurting the right people. You don't want to be hurting the. But if you hurt the public, the everyday people, the public hate some of the public will hate the wrong word game by it if they strike and there's no game because the public will just end up hating the the team and the union because it's down to both parties well yeah but lots of people will feel angry towards the union who currently don't because they might look into it and think well the players are saying we don't want to do this we want to play for wales but the union won't do this and then the union will have more pressure put on them by the public so that's that's literally the point of doing it i think um, no, I think it's it's more to do with the ten million pound that the union going to get is is what this is is why they're striking because of the money that the union is going to make from this and how important it is to the union and how lucrative it is to the union. Not, I don't think they thought about the everyday people in Wales that spend all this money, um, buy uh, earn all this money to buy tickets and and the hospitality trade and the restaurant trade and the hotel trade, and th- this is why it it would still be just as bad to strike for a away game that that's my view you can't you can but you you it doesn't quite work to say you back them 100 percent, but then say only strike when it's less convenient you either back them or you don't don't it's easy for me to say because i'm it's not costing me any sweat at all whatever they do so it's easy for um you, but i've got it's easy but you, yeah i know but you say you back them 100 percent but you actually don't. You don't. You don't want them to strike if it inconveniences you. You back them 100% as long as it doesn't doesn't inconvenience you. It doesn't inconvenience me, Frats. An inconvenience is not being able to go to the game or not being able to meet your mates out, not being able to watch the game at the stadium. 
I'm talking like livelihoods. I'm talking about not being able to pay your mortgage, not being able to pay your bills because you rely on this game for a lot of your income. And it's not just me, it's loads of people, okay? This is the biggest game yeah. in rugby. So, um, it's, 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 hurt, it's, it's enormous. It's hurting the wrong people. It's hurting the wrong people. It's, they want to be hurting and they want to be striking against the union, not against the whole Welsh economy. And if you look at these, this is why NHS, you know, public services strike because they want to hurt the whole economy because they're striking against the government and it's difficult to strike purely against the government, but it isn't difficult to strike purely against the WRU. But how do they, yeah, how do they get at the WRU without striking like this? How do they get them? Away game. But do the WRU... You make money on the way mm. games, but also the the embarrassment much of to not you. being able to field field a team in a game. Mm. Yes, yeah, shared revenue of um, of uh, in the Six Nations between countries. Well, Gat Gatland is uh, delaying naming his team. Mm. Um, I guess because the game remains in doubt. I just like, even when. Years ago, when we did this strike with England, I could barely remember it properly, to be honest, but it never actually felt like we wouldn't play the game. It was never like, right, what we're doing Saturday instead, lads, we're on the yeah. piss or whatever. It was it was always like, they will bend because, yeah. But no, but I, th- I think the lads would not, the lads would have not played it, but they the RFU absolutely just could not have the game not played because it would have been awful. So I think met in the middle and got it done is what I imagine happened. But I got a phone call saying the game's back on. See you tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, and I was on the bench anyway, but it's, I do. Yeah. I, I can't imagine it not being played. I can't either flats. And, but it just, I, I don't see a way out of this because both parties mm. aren't budging. And, you know, they, they want to get rid of the 60 cap rule. Uh, which I think will go because wages are going to be a lot less and teams are going to be operating on around £2 million less than they were last year. Yeah, um, We've already seen Joe Hawkins, really good prospect, 20-year-old from the Ospreys. He's moving to Exeter Chiefs. Max Llewellyn has gone to Gloucester. I think there'll be a massive exodus of players now. Um, that will, and, and rightly so, because if, if they're not getting, um, if wages are going to be dropped and playing budgets are going to be dropped, then you can't have a 60 cap rule. And I think this will be, this will set Wales back years and years and years. I, I just, I can't see any good to come of this. And part of me thinks that the, the big issues at the moment overpay and and the union not paying teams is hoping that maybe some, one, two, go into administration and therefore we become two mm. teams in Wales where because the, the current funding model would suit two, maybe three teams, but it certainly doesn't suit four. You know, if they agree if if they agree on what's been put on the table, then they live to fight another day, but it's not sustainable. Yeah. Uh, so I just yeah, I'm with you. I think nah, it's too big a game for um Wales not to have. This is why the city was built. This is why the stadium was built for games like this. This is why the infrastructure, the pubs, the clubs, everything's so close to the Principality Stadium. Um, and the other part of me thinks, well, I can't see um, a negotiation here. I can't see an out. I can't see how both parties are going to agree yeah. on terms. So, yeah, complete nightmare. 
Um, but it will cripple Welsh rugby if this game doesn't go ahead because that £10 million that the union set to make um, will go towards funding. Um, it will go towards regions payments. The lot is huge. It's yeah. I think it's something like 10 or 20%. Well, no, it's a hundred million pound business. It's, it's about 10% of the union's um, annual turnover. Mm. One game, which is huge. So, yeah, it's, an, it's enorm. It's enorm. Cross fingers. Yeah, absolutely. Right? What do you think about the whole... Because um... it's going to leave me in a big, big debt situation and loads, uh, uh, and yeah. loads of others. Loads of I think it, it's... What what you've got to do is when you're on the outside, like almost all of us are, like I am, it you've got to take, you've got to do your best to be as aggressively balanced as you can and think, well, I want the players to take action if they feel they need to, I want them to feel secure in their futures and all that and, and those things. But you do, it, you can't just write off the commercial side of it like yours. And when you're in it and you stand to lose vast amounts of money if the lads don't play, it is very difficult to not concentrate on that. In fact, it's impossible when it's your living and it pays your mortgage and your, for your kids' food. It is impossible not to take that into account. So this is why I think the Welsh government will step in because it, like, I'm just one person. There'd be thousands of people in the same boat. I mean, you're big though. You're big. You're a big name. It's different. You're sort of like a hundred people. Um, anyway, anyway. But that's what, what do you, you think? But what do you think about the sixty cap thing then? Um, I I was always for. Um, a certain amount of caps 60 was way too much I thought 30 caps would, and maybe a certain amount of regional games as well including that but when we're talking about operating on two two and a half million pound less I don't think you can have that I don't I just don't think it's fair um, because player players wages are going to drop significantly yeah so I don't think you can have it um, the biggest thing as well is I've got no idea mate what the strategy of Welsh rugby is. I think previously for the last 10, 15 years, everything's been about Team Wales and the four regions have purely really been about just developing, say, 30 players every yeah. year to perform for Team Wales. Um, yeah. I don't know what the strategy is for the four regional teams because we're just down the bottom of the URC nearly all the time. Um, I know the Scarlets won in 2017. There's been a couple of uh, European Challenge Cup wins from Cardiff, but apart from that, what what is the strategy for the regions? Are we meant to be competitive against the Irish model and the South African teams and Glasgow? Um, because we're not going to be now. And another thing was flats is this: eighty percent is of guaranteed of pay players' wage. The other twenty percent is in bonuses, and they want the the four teams to drive more commercial revenue through their business. But how are you going to do that when you are, when you've got less money, which means yeah. the squad is tighter. Here's less money. Make us more money. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, um, right. We're on the, your, we're on... your point. I know, I know we got to get onto it. Your point about there becoming, there being eventually two teams say in Wales, not four, is an interesting one because it supports more players playing away from Wales as well. But it's one of those things that is unthinkable when you're anything to do with the two teams that might yeah, not be there, whichever ones they are. Completely. Unthinkable, except it's dying on its ass. And if that is a solution, that might, that might, you might, you know, it's almost, 
you got this idea of these horrible old blokes in a in a room at the WIU saying, well, ideally, let's string it out long enough that two teams go bust and then we can put all the money into two teams and dominate. Uh, be, but it actually, they won't be thinking that. They'll, be, they'll know exactly what's going on, you'd imagine, and want to avoid yeah. that. But it, ultimately, they might, in the back of their minds, they might be thinking, it might not... Fast forward five years, that might not be the worst thing that could happen to Welsh rugby. They've got a strength in the Premiership below as well. So that then becomes the feeder for the regions rather than the academies. There has to be a better league below. It has to be more competitive. And we have to get more um, better funded into that to make the teams better. And then they become the feeder teams for however many regions we got. And then the regions become the feeder teams for Wales. You have to have strong regions. Um, and that has to be um, a strategy, really, moving forward. Right, we we we've got to move on, right? Because I've got a meeting yes. soon, and this this free this free Zoom call, which we're on now, will end in ten minutes. So, well, just quickly, I parked my car on a curb yesterday, yeah, outside a coffee shop, and I was telling Freya this on the car earlier, and I said I just put my two wheels up on the curb, completely out of the way. If I'd, it was on double yellows, right? So I admit it was wrong to do. But if I'd left my car on the road, it would have been in everyone's way. Mm. So actually where it was, you know, it was fine. Well, not in anyone's way. And it's t- it's it's this huge, great pavement. It's loads of rooms. So I'm not in anyone's way. Just nipping for a quick flat white. Everyone does it. Not a bother. And this bloke stops on his bike outside my car, this beardy bloke. And... He said something to me and I said, Are you all right, mate? He said, You do you're on the pavement. You do realise that. I said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it there. And he just said, Well, you're on the pavement. And I just normally I'm like, Don't worry, mate, everything'll be fine. I was like, mate, really? Like, really? I tell him first, I was like, Do you really care about this, mate? Like, is this really affecting you? I'm I'm on I'm eight inches onto the curb, which I know is not allowed, but do you why do you care about this? Anyway, I turned in front. She's like, I bet it's a normal pavement. I bet what you've done is obnoxious. You're obnoxious. And a poor bloke. And I was like, I showed her the pavement. And even she was like, oh, my God, that's got to be one of the deepest pavements in the United Kingdom. It's like 12 feet deep. And she's like, and I was like, you see? So anyway, I got, I've been actually, I've been like 3% angry about this for 24 hours. <laughs> and I don't, I didn't want to be super aggressive and say, do one or I'll beat you up because you're 80. I wasn't aggressive. I was just like, do you know what, mate? Get a life, pal. Don't worry about it. I'm getting myself a coffee. If you got a 23 inch clamp, clamp me. What? You can actually get fined, I think, coming up now for parking on curbs, by the way. Yeah, but uh, do you know what? Go to France. Everyone's cars smacked to bits. I know that. But they just stick their cars where they want hmm. and it's fine. So I know that would be chaos if they did that here. I know that. And there is some chaos in France. But I was, I'm in no one's way. There's like, you could have fit, I mean, it's so big. You know, when people block curb, stick it on a curb and you get in the way of buggies and stuff, it's actually really annoying. This was, you could have fit six, five buggies past it. It's huge. You could have, you yeah. could have put a lorry in between me and the wall. Like it's that big. It's a huge, great footpath. Biggest ever. Like, you know, and this guy, you do realize you're on the bait on the pavement. I was like, oh, mate, don't, just don't worry about it, mate. You're worried about the wrong stuff. Go over and put the kettle on, mate. Don't cool worry about jets. it. Cool I'm off to get a single origin flat white fella. Yeah. Anyway, I just anyway. think people spend too much time being worried about the wrong shit. That's what I'm saying. Big shout out to Bourneville RFC. Um, and Siggers. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, David Kirk was the MC. Good to see him. <laughs> you got you got me when we walked up. <laughs> 
you got me uh he got me ladies and gents we walked on stage and david kirk was mc in this event and um he's got mostly a full head of hair but he's got a bit of a biscuit as a bit of a crept head at the back hasn't he he's got he's gone a bit yeah. he's got a bit of a penalty spot at the back and um walked up and he said something he took the piss out of you or something and you said something like anyway mate you got a hole in your hat <laughs> i didn't quite get it he didn't quite get it and then he was like, i'm not not wearing a hat and you just tapped him on the head and sit on this bald spot and said what's that then <laughs> that was it i was toast then and all the lads on the front tables were oh. dying as well because i was dying and i was apart from the fact i was do you know what i'm thinking when i'm laughing that much and i can't stop i'm thinking i'm in front of all these people and i'm going to be sweating sweating i'm going to be sweating <laughs> on the and i'm also I'm going to be wheezing like Gats did on our pod. I'm going to be wheezing with asthma after this because oh. I can't breathe. Well, I was on a, I was Very on a great table. Um, Alistair Blacklaws was hosting me, and we wrote some lovely questions down for you. Um, some. They said, "What can we ask Flats?" And I just, I just gave them some oh, options, which got terrible a stuff. Yeah, terrible stuff. Terrible stuff. We have to move on because we have got three minutes left. Oh, what do so, you want to talk about? What do you, Manu Tuolangi? Ooh, what about him? Bad red for the weekend. Um, yeah, really bad. Yep. Really, really bad. That's the end of it. Terrible, definite red. Also, watched a bit of Leicester Saracens. How good was that game? Yeah, and how good's Mike there. Brown? Yeah, how physical. Some of the Leicester defence was just incredible toward, in, yep. towards the end of that second half. Huge. huge. Good on them. Good yep. on them. And... Um, the game at uh, Bath, Bath London Irish was not not a good game. London Irish are pretty good. Bath really weren't very very confused team. I think um, confusing to watch. I couldn't tell you who they are, what they're trying to do. To be honest, Irish always dangerous. Um, Tom Pearson's brilliant. Uh, Paddy Jackson quietly very very good indeed. Ben White came off the bench really early actually and made a massive difference to Scotland scrum half. He changed the game. He completely changed the game. Bath do this thing that some teams do now where they make good momentum out of their own third, get to the middle of the field, and instead of carrying on with the defence on the back foot, they stop, slow everything down, and set up for a box kick. The opposition <laughs> know it's coming, shadow the chasers, and the home t- the, the receiving team take five out of six kicks pretty much uncontested. You're like, lads, it doesn't work. You've just made it easy for the opposition. It just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Right, we left. We got a minute yeah. fifty left. Wow, this is this is great. Right. This is I like this. this it's is good. Intense. Yeah, we should do it more yeah. often. Um, Six Nations this weekend. Italy, Ireland. Yeah, I'm going over. I'm going over, Tommy. Yep. Uh, it's going to be good fun. I hope Italy are better than they were against England because they were really poor against England. But hopefully, at home, there's a bit more bang going on for them. Um, and basically, get to watch Capoezzo and get to watch um, Garbisi's back apparently, maybe, and get to watch Ireland. Yep, great. Which I'll be good listening fun. to you because you'll be on the big screens in the locker room before Wales v England. Oh, it better be on. Um, part of me thinks Wales will win because there'll be a red card in the game to England and we'll paper <laughs> over the cracks again. But I think England will probably be too strong. Do you agree? Yep. France, Scotland. Would love Scotland to win that. Me too. I really would. think they won't know. You? I don't know. I think... If it, a couple of years ago you'd say France easy, absolutely easy, but there's this seems to be a little bit of a different Scottish team. So I want oh, France. I'll go France. I'll go France. Right, Flats. I think that is it, mate. Um, well done, everyone. Well done today, mate. Thanks for bearing with us, everyone. And well done, guys. Speak to you next week. Okay. Sorry, Tom's a bit grumpy, but he's got a lot going on. All right. See you guys. Cheers. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.